everyone and welcome to the Parker Monkey Podcast episode one. I'm Brendan and I'll be your host today and I'm joined by my partner in crime and fellow monkey man and cousin Liam. Hey up Liam. Hey yo mate, how you doing? How you doing mate, episode one pal. Episode fucking one lad. Yeah well, you know what mate, me and you have had conversations about this, you know, I love my music as you do and obviously i'll be honest when i've suffered with my mental health a bit just talking about music and talking to someone who is you know has got a passion for the for the music industry as well you know it takes your mind away from things and we can have a laugh and we can talk about bands good bands shit bands whatever you want to do mate so this is why we're here this is why we're here and we're recording it and putting it out to you guys and hopefully you'll enjoy Enjoy the content. So, Liam, how you been, mate? All good, mate. All good. So, while we're going on to this, right, so our music taste is a little bit different, which is going to be quite nice, um, I think, because you're more like a Britpop, indie, yeah. kind of, rocky kind of guy, where I'm more of a punky... I mean, I love my indie as well. I'm a Britpop, but I'm also, like... A big fan of like the Sex Pistols, and I love my ska music. And you know, I was a skater back in the day, so yeah. I love my skater music as well. Yeah. So yeah, I mean, we've got like we've got like Slam Dunk Festival set up this year, mate. That's gonna be banging. Yeah, so yeah, it's gonna be. It was on about that, mate. I mean, I've got a couple of gigs coming up. Nothing, nothing major. Um, yeah, we've got Tom Clark. We have Tom Clark coming up in Feb. Yes, we have, mate. Yeah, and I think the night after, I'm going to see a band called the Bracknell in Nottingham. So and they're really good. They're just a new band, Liam. And what I'll do is I'll uh, I'll send you over their album so you can have a listen and then let me know what you think on the next episode or something if you want. Sounds good to me, mate. Sounds good to me. And just for you, before you guys, before we do really get into the uh, episode, the music you just heard from the title screen and what you can hear in the background now is a band called the Blue Collars. They are the most underrated band in the UK that has ever, ever hit the UK scene in music. How they are not famous or never made it to massively is fucking beyond me. Yeah. Like, I, I, don't, I don't understand. I mean, don't get me wrong, they're big, but they're not, like, where they should be. I mean, they should be fucking right up there with the Arctics. Yeah, I mean? absolutely, absolutely agree with you, mate. Absolutely agree with you. And, yeah, thank Rob and uh, the Blue Collars boys for, for letting us use their their tunes um we're hopefully going to get rob on to an episode liam so we can have a chat about the blue collars and you know maybe we can ask him the question and of why he thinks that you know they didn't go as big because i'm i agree i'm a, i 100 agree i absolutely love the blue collars i think they're fucking fantastic and yeah you know it's just it, it's like anything liam you, you list some of the music that's fucking released today and and like you said there, how they haven't made it, it's, it's beyond me. And oh, I fucking agree, mate. I mean, I've been to fucking thousands of gigs, mate. Absolutely thousands. And the Blue Collars are right up there. One of my top bands that I've ever seen. Yeah. And I mean, like, I'm talking like fucking big bands. I mean, I've just saw Blink-182. I've seen fucking Libertines when they're in the heyday. I've seen Oasis in the heyday. Uh, fucking Bob Dylan, the fucking... Do you know what I mean? And the Blue Collars are still one of my top, top bands yeah, that are out there. But I have got a weird thing to confess. Go on. One, do you know my top band 
that I ever saw, ever. I mean, Blink-182 are good, but to know who my top band what, that I ever saw was the best, right? <laughs> it's so embarrassing. Go for it, go on. Oh. I don't know if you've heard of him, actually. Can you remember Andrew WK? No, actually. The g- <laughs> he was the guy who sang Party Hard. He was on, like, the uh, Jackass video. Right. <laughs> and I tell you fucking what right we turned up it was in Nottingham I was fucking steaming I, I think I was on ecstasy as well I'm not sure oh, for fuck's sake but, <laughs> <laughs> but honestly I fucking t- I rolled up to Rock City it was an all nighter uh, we didn't know what we didn't give a shit what band was playing you know there was open till 6 o'clock so we're like fuck it we know, we'll go in you know, we're off a fucking nut let's just have some fun and then this, <laughs> we watched the shitty support bands and oh, fucking whatever. <laughs> and then this band came on, this Andrew WK. I've never really heard of him. Yeah. And fucking hell, I have never ever seen such stage presence in my life. <laughs> I mean, I've seen like the fucking Pogues and fucking like, I've seen so many top bands like like Queens of the Stone Age yeah. and fucking, oh, mate. And I, Andrew WK released one song that was pretty shit. And all of us, all of a sudden, but they weren't shit. They weren't bad. Yeah. But, but mate, he fucking was like leaping off the stage. His fucking nose was <laughs> broke. He was screaming. He was fucking lifting people out the crowd and fucking throwing them. Like the fucking band was leaping everywhere. He just fucking didn't stop for like an hour and a half, and he was just fucking what about, mad. What kind of music was it then? Is it like punk again or? It's, I, I don't even know what kind of music it is. Because it's like fast punk, but it's like rocky, but then it's not depressing. It's like fucking party hard. It's just fucking party music. But it's, I'll it's have fucking... a, I'll, I'll do a bit of research on him, mate. You'll have to... Because uh, I'll definitely fucking forget the name. So you'll have to... Mate, you will fucking sit down and you'll listen to it and go, what the fuck is this shit? How is this good, right? Yeah. And I'll tell you what. Even I listen to it. Now, I've, tr- I've tried to listen to him. Yeah. I've tried to. You're bang on, mate, because, you know, you... We've been to festivals, V Festival, Why Not Festival, and you know there might be a gap in the in the set in the the list of order of where the bands are coming on, and you might just be standing there having a beer or whatever, and then you'll say, "Oh, who the fuck's that?" And do you know what I mean? And you've probably never heard of the band, but they're fucking amazing. And then that's how you get to you know that's a good way of introducing yourself into new music. You know, sometimes you've just got to put yourself you know into a position where look. I don't know who, who these bands are, but let's go fucking see them anyway. And, you know, sometimes you find some fantastic bands, you know, that might not ever make it big. But for stage presence and for that live, you know, experience, some of them are fucking awesome. I mean, have you ever heard of the band called Dead Letter? They're, they're, they're really good as well. And they've just, they've played it, why not? Um, in the summer. Uh, and they were really good. And there's probably a band that you'll like, actually, mate, to be honest with you. So I might, I'll, like again, I'll uh, I'll send you over a link. But I'm just going back to what you're saying there about your tasting music, and I know I'm I am a massive Parker Monkey mate. I am I'm Liam Gallagher's my fucking hero, you know, and I don't deny it. It's out there. Everybody who knows me knows that, you know, if I could be anybody in the world, I'd be fucking Liam Gallagher. But I do like. You know, you you mentioned Scar there. I I love me Northern Soul and me Motown as well. I listen to a lot of Northern Soul and Motown, and you know a, a lot of eighties music as well. I, I I do love the eighties. Mate, you can't beat the eighties. Yeah, you can't fucking beat eighties. I, I love the eighties. Yeah, I love eighties. I agree, mate. I, you know, 
I go back to the, you know, you listen to the 80s, you've got some fucking top band, you know, Duran Duran, the fucking brilliant mate. You know, I, I could listen to Duran Duran all day. And yeah, it's all about the tears for fears, yeah, my friend. Okay, all, the, yeah. all the fucking cure. I mean, how good are the cure? I mean, I've still got yes. a band shirt from when I was 18 of the cure. I mean, Robert Smith's a fucking god. Yeah. He is an absolute fucking god. But then I'm also one of those people who says Johnny Rotten's a fucking god. Mate, <laughs> I, tell, I tell you now, mate, Johnny, Johnny Rotten is a fucking god. And I can remember years ago, I don't know what it was on. I don't know if it was like a fucking enemy NME interview or something like that. But Liam Gallagher was asked, you know, who who's the best, you know, singer in you know, you've ever heard. And, you know, everybody was expecting, you know, John Lennon or fucking Ian Brown or whatever. But he said Johnny Rotten, mate. He said Johnny Rotten's got a fucking brilliant stage presence, great voice. And for mate, I have you seen the Brixton live video of the Sex Pistols when they came back and did a return gig? Mate, and it was the original. It was like Glenn Mullock. It was the original fucking. It was the original band all playing right. Johnny Rotten sat there, snuck, fucking blew his nose on the fucking crowd, spat at them, <laughs> got his fucking belly out, and started putting his finger in his belly button and rubbing it across the noses. Ugh. I'm like, mate, that guy is fucking awesome um, but it's like another band as well that I'm getting into at the minute called the Viagra Boys right yeah so they're like do you, do you know they're like, it's like post-punk oh, okay yeah. I mean? it's, yeah it's like yeah so there's not many post-punk bands out there would you, I, mean, would you, I don't would, know if you can would you class Joy Division as post-punk I mean I know that the early sound their early sound because obviously they were heavily influenced by the Sex Pistols Joy Division were so they're if you go to like I don't know No Love Lost that is one of my most favourite Joy Division songs, and that has got like the punk element to it. But then, obviously, later on, as you know, they did change a bit. Would you class them as post-punk? Maybe. I would say uh, Joy Division are the original post-punk, mate. Yeah. Even though a lot of people say it's goth, it is kind of goth as well. Uh, but it, it to me, they are the post-punk originals. I think they're. I think they're probably are. Mate. Yeah, they're like totally, and like, and then after like. You could say New Order are a little bit post-punk. Yeah. You could, because they, again, followed on from New Joy Division. Um, you could say The Cure kind of post-punk as well, a little bit. Yeah, well, he's de- uh, well Robert Smith's definitely a bit punky looking, isn't he? He's a bit gothy looking as well, though, for yeah, me. Well, yeah. yeah, it's a mixture, but it's, you could also say he's a new romantic. You could, you know, there's a lot of things that you could say about Robert Smith, but Robert Smith is just... Oh God, I love him to pieces. I, he has saved my life in so many ways. Oh, I bet, yeah. Um, yeah, yeah. I mean, he's just phenomenal. Yeah. Uh, but again, again, but the music. I mean, I saw like again, we were saying like we're talking about local bands and stuff that I see. Now I went to go and watch a. Um, they just said it was a ska band, and that was it. It was just like a ska band. So oh, well, this is when I was living in um, Birmingham, okay. and Birmingham ska scene is fucking insane. <laughs> it is absolutely amazing. Absolutely amazing. You have some amazing up-and-coming bands. I mean, they, they don't, not, don't get anywhere, but, you know, because Scar's not really big. But there is a band at the minute I'm listening to uh, who I got to see was Def Guitar Pop. Now, <laughs> it, mate, they are fucking fantastic. And they're so good live. And they're reviving Scar. And stuff like that, to me, is just what like, what music's about. I mean, I, I could go... You can sit there and go and see your Blink-182s and your fucking... You know, you you queens of the Stone Age. You can go and see them, but then nothing compares. I mean, I've got I've gone to the Foo Fighters, and I'm not. I've, I've got Foo Fighters this yeah. year, and I'm not that excited. I'm excited. It's the Foo Fighters, but 
Yeah. I would actually rather go and watch someone like Peter and Test You Babies or fucking... <laughs> All bands like fucking Death Rock Guitar Pop. I mean, I love those local bands. I mean, it's like the bands like I remember seeing Jamie T and the Mystery Jets like before they were big. Yeah. And and like and then I saw like the Cribs before they were big. And I mean, the Pigeon Tech Detectors. I saw them when they were big, but they can fuck off. I fucking hated Danny Cox. <laughs> so um, yeah, the Pigeon Techs can fuck off. Wow. So, you know, off there. <laughs> oh mate, uh, I tell you what, right? We were sat in the fucking. It was in Sheffield. I think it was called the Steel Mill or the Lead Mill or something like that. Yeah, yeah. And we were stood there again. I was fucking off me not stood at the bar, and this prick was fucking walking around with his hood up and some sunglasses on, right? Like fucking like the lad out of ET. Do you know the one who rides a bike with fucking <laughs> glasses on and his hood dead tight and he's riding around on bike? Yeah, yeah. So he was riding round, and he was fucking like just walking around this fucking bar, like like, like trying to like pretend that people were looking for him. And I tried to be like, oh yeah, I'm, I'm in a fucking picture detector. Look at me. Oh, like, everyone sat there going, look at this fucking cunt here. You're in the picture detectors, mate. You're not even fucking, do you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah Pete yeah, Doherty yeah. fucking sat on the corner with the wolfman off his head on fucking drugs. <laughs> everyone was just looking at him, but this fucking pigeon detective guy was just fucking walking around like a ballet. Yeah, that's not serious. That's not for me, that ain't. I mean, don't get me wrong. Well, that's not, that's not music, is it? That's no, music. of course you it's not. I mean, I mean <laughs> yeah, it's, the problem, I mean, like you said, they're not even that fucking good, Liam. To be honest, I, I'm sorry, and I'm sorry if there's any pigeon detective fans listening. But yeah, I'm not sorry. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> hell, yeah. I'm not f- fucking sorry. If you're a fucking pigeon detectives fan. You're a fucking idiot. <laughs> pigeon detectives were a band that were literally the last breath of bands like the Arctic Monkeys and bands like the Libertines. You know that era, that yeah. that last fucking yeah. push for some decent music. So I mean, you had like bands like Block Party, fucking the Killers. You had all these awesome bands coming out, and then like the Pigeon Detectives were like that. I mean, The View, what a fucking classic fucking yeah. band. Yeah, The View. And, of then, and then this, uh, oh, The View are fucking amazing. I've seen them thousands of times. Yeah, they are. And nice. then you sit there, and then you get these little fucking dregs, and the dregs were the Pigeon Detectives. They were this last breath band, this last rough trade. I think it was rough trade they were with. Yeah. They were this last fucking breath of like, let's try and hold on to this rock era as much as we can. And then now it's all gone to fucking I mean, shit. It's like you, you mentioned um, um, my niece, Ella, Ian's daughter. She's a massive fan of them. But I think they believe their own hype too much. Arctic Monkeys. Um, I, I like the first two albums, you know, when they're raw, when they're a raw band and they want to make them. They were, them first two albums were fucking brilliant. But I fucking can't stand that Alex Turner, mate. And again, we're probably going to lose thousands of listeners over this. But I'm just not a massive Arctic Monkeys fan but then again we're all entitled to our own opinion aren't we you know mate it's a music podcast so, about our opinion if people don't like our opinion they go and listen to another podcast it's as simple as that do you know what I mean it's it's, it's... they could have been Arctic Monkeys for I me. hate and, the Arctic Monkeys I think they're shit they're massive don't get me wrong they're, they're a massive massive band now and they, and they are first two albums yeah I can listen to them but as soon as you start believing in your own hype you know what I mean and it Oh, and you know he's going to the Brits dressed. But you can say up. the oh. same about Liam Gallagher. Liam Gallagher was a bit of a bellend, but you know, but he had the music to back it. Yeah, Do you know what I mean. But whereas yeah. the Arctic Monkeys had a, an amazing start to the fucking business. It's the same about band like the Vaccines. I mean, I love the Vaccines, but then they slowly turned into a bunch of twats. Like they started dressing like Kurt Cobain and started fucking like acting like they was on drugs when they weren't really yeah. on drugs and they just started acting fucking like a bunch of like like trying to put on this put this punk persona I like the vaccines they're, they're fucking massive I still like the vaccines mate I fucking 
still like the vaccines now. The new what? Well, this is the cool thing: is that the vaccines kind of got to kick up their ass to say, "Tell yeah. you what, mate, you can't just fucking." Play. No, the problem is, it's the same with the stone. Uh, well, it's the it, it, I call it the stone, stone, stone roses theory or phenomenon or whatever you want to fucking call it. So the Stone Roses, they re- created the first album. Fucking wow. Yeah. Absolutely wow. And then the record company told him, you know, we want an album straight away, a second album. And they refused to get the second album out because they wanted it to be perfect. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They wanted the next yeah. album to be really fucking good. Yeah. Now what happens is now these record companies, they get these fucking brilliant bands like the vaccines, they fucking shot up massively. And that first album they released fucking insane I still listen to that album yeah, now yeah. and then they released a second they rushed their second album dressed like Kurt Cobain and just made themselves look like a bunch of cunts <laughs> the, the trick to the fucking music industry is you release one good album and then you fucking smash it out the fucking wall like but but saying that you too you could say you two had a fucking good you know you two had a good they, yeah they released the Joshua Tree yeah uh, it's, it's like anything mate you just you just you fucking hit the nail on the head didn't you I mean and I know the albums, the two albums were released very, very close together, but you know, you it's it's gonna be one of them theories, it's for me. It's like has there been a band that's bought two albums out like definitely maybe followed by What's the Story Morning Glory? You know, there's not fucking many bands that can bring two albums out like that within like a year 12 to 18 months of each other you know i think definitely maybe was released in 94 maybe and then morning glory came out 96 you know early 96 whatever you know that there has fucking catapulted them into like you know the fucking music hall of fame for me just them two albums alone well you know oasis or just a an easy topic to talk about because they, they, I mean, they have the attitude, they have the music, they have the outside. Like, I mean, how many, so how many people lost their virginity to the Oasis? Like, <laughs> well, well, this is this is what I was fucking gonna get at because, you know, when I was 12, 13 years of age, you know, back in fucking 1993, all I was really listening to was like the remember the old now compilation cassette tapes and that. Yeah. You know, and, and that, that's that's what I was listening to. You know, that's what was on about, and fucking listen to songs on the radio. So I was walking around singing, in farmer, so no da ba da ba da ba a licky bum bum da. Remember that one? You know, a zaba da ba da ba da ba. Yeah, something like that. And then there was fucking shaggy, wasn't there? Hey, I am, I am a shaggy, all Carolina. You know what I mean? And this is the fucking shit I was listening to, and I, I'll never remember who fucking played it but I was it I was only 13 14 but I was at a little fucking house party so drinking a bottle of fucking diamond white or something and somebody played Nirvana never mind yeah okay mate and I will always say it anybody who's ever asked me what was the band that fucking got you into you know let's shall we say guitar music yeah that's what we'll say we'll say guitar music because all the shit before that was just fucking crap, yeah? Nirvana, never mind. I mean, I don't know, that wasn't the first, I think it was the last album they did, wasn't it? Never mind, you know? And, you know, when I listen, I could listen to that album from Smells Like Teen Spirit, number one, all the way to the fucking last song, and it's still as good 
today as it was back when I was 13 or 14. And I have to thank, I can't remember who fucking owned, who owned the tape, Liam, but whoever that was, if you know who I am, <laughs> thank you so fucking much for playing, for playing that album, because if it wasn't for you, I'd probably be walking around in some fucking hoodrich fucking waistcoat listening to fucking Dave or Drake or whoever the fuck you listen to these days. You know what I mean? But yeah, I agree. You know. I agree, and and and, that, and that's what I, th I think. That's where the music industry changed. It, to be honest, it was the start of the Sex Pistols. In my opinion, it was the start of the Sex Pistols that changed. They they are the pinnacle of when music changed. They were the first people in this fucking country, again, my opinion, but they were the first people in this country in the music industry to turn around and actually go, I tell you what, fuck off, we'll do what we fucking want. They created rock stars. I mean, don't get me wrong, you had like, but you had like paper like Jimi Hendrix and don't get me wrong, or like the, the Janis Joplin's and, you know. You yeah, but the they, weren't, fucking, they weren't fucking the, as controversial, yeah. were they? they? They weren't. You know what I mean? They weren't. No, no. Like, I mean, the guitarist fucking sat there and did speed for five days and learned to play guitar. Yeah. You know, you don't get fucking shit like that. You don't get bands like the Sex Pistols. They shouldn't have made it where they did. They shouldn't have got as far as they fucking should. You know, there was the first uh, first time and only time the UK ever had, never had a number one hit when they uh, released um, God Save the Queen. Yeah. It was the only fucking, only ever time that they never had it. You know, they were one of the first people to swear on TV. Twice. Yeah, yeah, I remember that. Did they get? Oh, twice. It's fucking loads. Did they get fucking banned from the BBC for that? They got banned from everything. They yeah. got banned from everything. They got fucked over by Malcolm. The whole fucking thing was just a fucking a mess. But like, just they are the pinnacle of what rock, what music's about and what music is. And, and, and Liam Gallagher was, and Ian Brown was, and I mean, again, you're, you're a parking market, and I, I, I am as well. I've got, but obviously not as much as you. I'm more of a fucking let's have a mo walk and head or some kind, kind of fucking music. Do you know what I mean? Or stomp my feet with some scar. Um, like, I mean, I'm a Trojan Records fan. I love all the old reggae Trojan stuff. In you know, I'm a, I'm a big fan of. I'm a big fan of the community. I'm a big fan of like keeping us together. I'm, I'm a, a massive fan of it. And scar music, gender, like put two cultures together. Same with like fucking Trojan, and then the Pistols did as well. The Sex Pistols brought fucking broke down barriers that no one's ever fucking broke down before. And, to, and we told people actually, you can tell the Queen to fuck off. She's not going to chop me fucking head off, is she? So everyone started saying that. But then if it wasn't for these, it's like even Liam Gallagher said, if it wasn't for the Sex Pistols, no one would be here where we are. There would, be, there would have been another band, obviously. But I mean, there was an, here's a good example. So there was an interview. Um, there was, oh, fucking, oh, what's his name? Henry Rawlins. There was jo Joey Ramone and there was fucking Johnny Rotten and a bunch of other fucking... There was all American except for Johnny Rotten. And they all sitting there going, oh, we invented punk and we claimed punk and we did it. And then you know you... And they were saying that to Johnny Rotten, you invented English punk. And he was just like, watch the interview, it's fucking brilliant. He's absolutely off his fucking nut. The rest of them aren't, because they're all sober, you know, because that's put that's punk, you know, you don't go on TV. And even he said, was like, you're all fucking, none of you had a fucking drink. Why don't you go and have your lemon water, dickheads? I'm fucking, do you know what I mean? He's off his fucking nut, shouting at them. And that, but that's fucking punk. I mean, he's such a bastard to watch on TV. And so is Liam. And I think that's what attracts people to these bands. And like Nirvana, like, it's... It... You've, got, you've got to have that. Almost, it's like I'm not going to call it the wow factor, but it's almost like, what's that guy going to say next? What's that guy going to do next? Do you know what I mean? And that is, I think personally, that is what we, you know. And I don't, I mean, you know, there's probably people out there that hang on fucking every word Eminem says. You know what I mean? But 
you know, they're, they're not, you know, Eminem's fucking fantastic at what he does, you know. That's, that's. There you go, I'm going to get fucking stones thrown. I mean, I fucking hate Eminem, I think he's shit. Yeah, but that's pretty, what, what I'm saying is that. <laughs> I fucking hate him. That's fucking proven. I hate him, what, is it? It's proven though, isn't it? You know, if you've got an aura about you, which obviously he has, obviously it's not my taste, don't get me wrong, but, you know, Johnny Rotten had an aura about him, Liam Gallagher, Ian Brown, you know, they've all got this fucking something that makes you want to go back and watch it again, or you're waiting to see what happens next. And for me, that's what fucking music is all, that's what music is all about. And I know there's people, there's people out there that fucking hate Oasis, they hate the Sex Pistols, they hate the Stone Roses. Yeah, yeah. But for me, that, that, but they're not on our podcasts. No, they're fucking, of course they're fucking not. You know what I mean? And yeah, so would you say it was? I mean, obviously the pistols were around before. Obviously, we were fucking buying music, Liam. But it was like your first, you know, the first CD or whatever you bought. My first tape that I ever bought, right? So there was the right, mate. I tell you what, this, these were the fuck. Again, this is what I was trying to explain. It's like these are the. This is. This is when bands broke barriers down and this is when fucking communities got together and fucking, you know, did things. Do you know what I mean? When was the last time you sat down waiting to get a fucking Oasis ticket and then you fucking get there and then you have that magical fucking day listening to a band. Now it's getting tickets and you can, you, it's all scalped, it's all fucking, people are fucking, do you know what I mean? It's all dog shit. I mean, people are scalping tickets back then anyway, but I mean, like, it's it's just all fixed and all dramatised and it's all shit now it's not like all shit thrown together which what we, we all love um, anyway my fucking first tape that I, I got not what I bought so I'll tell you my one that I bought as well so the first tape that I ever got was Bodies by the Sex Pistols now I was only about nine no I tell you what, I was playing in a fucking near my school right and there was a fucking bag on the floor with tapes I was like, oh, fucking yeah, I'll take that. I'll fucking have that and I'll go home. Most of them were wet and damaged, so they didn't work. But two of the tapes worked. One of them was Benny E. King, Stand By Me. Now, that, for the first time, as a, an eight-year-old, first time I ever heard music, the first time I ever heard a song that blown me away. Yeah. It's actually one of the first... Do that moment when you're a kid and you what you realise you're alive. Yeah. Do, do you know what I mean? Mate, absolutely. Do you know, well, that's like what you that's, wake me up. Fuck me, that's I'm, what, a, I'm alive. That's like, what that's cool. what fucking music does to you, mate. It, it make it brings you alive. It does, exactly. Yeah. So I, I, it was Benny King, Stand by Me, and I loved that. I loved that, and I played that tape for fucking ages. And then I was like, oh, I've got the other tape, and it was Sex Pistols' Bodies. Now it was two <laughs> completely different fucking songs, completely. Yeah. And again, I was only nine. I should not be listening to a fucking song like Bodies because Bodies <laughs> is all about fucking. Uh, abortions and fucking, you know, yeah, it, yeah, it's fucking horrible. Yeah, it's absolutely horrible. It's all about abortions, um, and I shouldn't have listened to it. Um, but fuck me, I mean that power and the energy from that song from the yeah, Pistols. Yeah, uh, Johnny Rotten wrote it. It was one of the. It was their to me their best song that they've ever fucking done. Uh, it had power. Oh my god, I've got goosebumps now just fucking thinking about the first time I heard that song. It. Oh my god. It changed me completely into not an angry person into a like fuck it. It just woke, woke me up. It molds you. Do you know what I mean? It fucking yeah, it yeah, molds exactly. you. Mate. You know what I mean? And it, like you said, there it 
it awakens something and then you follow that path you know it gave me an attitude absolutely fucking right attitude i mean i was a right bastard growing up after that and i was I was a right bastard. I'd fucking walk around and never anybody said anything to me. I'd be like, oh, fuck off, fucking, and give it all the bigger. You're not a fucking, you're not a sheep, are you? You're not a fucking follower, brother. You know, you're, you're a leader. And, you know, fuck everybody else what they think. You know, if you want to be a fucking punk rocker with a fucking mohawk and a fucking cowbell, cowbell through your fucking nose, that's up to you, isn't it? I did, mate. I had two eyebrow piercings, two in my tongue, I had my nose done, all my ear, fucking dick. <laughs> I remember that. Yeah, I had my dick pierced, yeah, fucking you know. red and blue hair, fucking, I'm covered in tattoos, I mean, all my arms are covered, I've got fucking my neck covered and my neck's getting finished, oh, mate, I'm fucking plastered in tattoos. And it's all sex pissed, I used to have safety pin fucking in my nose, it used to piss me ears all the time. Fucking mates, fucking spit, piss, blood, fucking alcohol, right, dirty bastard. But I loved it. I, 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 I fucking loved it. I used to go to the Vicky, which is in Derby, obviously closed now. Used to watch all the punk bands in there, fucking moshing, kicking fuck, like just mate, loved it, loved every minute of it, and that's what punk's done. Mate, that's like like I said a minute ago. That's that's what major. No, you're not. You're still the same, Liam. You're not out there fucking murdering anyone or fucking. You're still the same fucking lad that you've always been you know you just might fucking i want to fucking look like this and fuck everybody else who thinks that i shouldn't you know oh, what i mean mate, i so, got mate i got loads of shit for it mate i remember sitting on a double decker bus right and double decker buses no one was up there to protect you so you, it was at your own risk everyone knows that you have a cigarette at the top of the bus those those were back in the days and i was dressed up all punky and shit and i had these fucking like fucking chippos come up to the top and they're like what are you fucking dressed like that for hey to pay about here so it's a bit racist but he, uh, but yeah, like, I've fucking chippos at the top, fucking starting trouble on me, right? So I've sat there, this fucking five, and I'm like, oh, fucking great, I'm fucked now. I've, pink, I've got a fucking pink and black nail polish on, fucking ripped jean jacket with a fucking, with a patch on with the God Save the Queen with fucking, where I wrote shithead on it, and fucking, do you know what I mean? <laughs> like, proper all punked up. And I was like, fuck, I'm, I'm going to get my head kicked in here. And this bloke, his name was Ben, and I still see him, and I still tell him to this day, every time I see him, I'm like, mate, if anyone gives you any shit, you come and get me, I need, to, I owe you one. <laughs> and he came in, and it, 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 mate, it was a proper fucking punk, and he came upstairs, and he heard him fucking saying shit about me, and he came upstairs, and he was just fucking, like, just chucking them everywhere, fucking just started, just fucking, like, oh, fucking, and then we got off the bus, and then, like, even we was fucking, both of us spitting out the windows, and, and it, but it, <sighs> Obviously, I'm not a prick. I don't go out fighting and stuff like that. But like that that moment there made me realise, you know, again, you're part, you're part of a community. You're part of a, this this thing, and that's what music does. It brings us together. Music is religion. Is the best way of fucking. Yeah, it. I it's agree. It's a religion. I agree. I mean, you uh, you you'll go around. You'll you know, you'll say fucking punks rule. Where I'll probably turn around and say fucking mods rule. You know what I mean? Oh, that's I you said say punks. <laughs> punks drool. <laughs> punks drool. <laughs> quality. Fucking quality. But it's like So yeah, de- it's yeah. I mean, you're gonna fucking you're gonna fucking take the piss and laugh at this now, especially the way you know everything about me and my fucking musical taste and everything, but you know, I'm gonna I'm gonna tell you now, right? The first album that I ever bought, yeah? And Oh my god. You know, and I, I I, was it n- right? On. Manchester United, come on your heads. Fuck off, you twat. <laughs> <laughs> That's it. End of fucking episode one. Come <laughs> on your heads. Come oh, on your heads. Blah 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 blah. blah, blah, blah. <laughs> I think that was. Oh, 
No. <laughs> fucking hell, no. I mean, you know what? Even if that was the fucking Rams, I would still be fucking embarrassed of that shit. Fuck's sake. You know, it's fucking number one. <laughs> it's fucking number one. I know. <laughs> oh, no, I fucking... Remember Ryan Giggs oh, with his fucking curtains fucking singing away, mate? Fucking Jesus. Shit. No. Well, anyway, HMV in fucking Derby City Centre. Do you know when it used to be near the fucking spot? Near the Neptune? It used to be across the road, didn't it? And I went in and... My, you know, I wasn't fucking loaded with money growing up, didn't, you know, I wasn't like one of these fucking rich kids, but whatever, I had some fucking pocket money. I can't remember the price of these albums, and you're going to fucking rip the piss. The first album was uh, Mon <laughs> Monster by R.E.M. And the fucking, the second, the second album that I ever bought was Park Life by Blur. <laughs> Dirty bastard. Dirty, Honest, dirty bastard. Honestly, mate, and you know, oh, people man. people to this day still don't believe that I was more of a fucking blur fan before I even started yeah. listening to and people don't believe it, mate. People honestly don't believe it. And but I was. I used to fucking love that that you know the there's two songs I mean I can't fucking I can't sit and listen to fucking you know that like girls and boys and fucking the song Park Life, they're just fucking driving nuts. But songs like End of a Century and To The End, they're fucking brilliant. They're still good tunes to this day. And, yeah, that's... And then I remember a, a mate of mine, Chris Morgan. Um, he lived on Mortimer Street in Allenton, and he used to have a fucking Super Nintendo. She used to go around there fucking playing Mario Kart. And he said, oh, have you, have you heard this band? I was like, oh, what band's that then? He goes, oh, Oasis. I said, oh, no, I prefer Blur. He goes listen to this fucking album and you'll fucking it'll change your fucking life it'll change your way and he played the fucking definitely maybe album from number one all the way down to married with children mate and i never fucking put that fucking part life tape in my fucking cassette player ever again and honest to god mate going around playing a fucking few fucking laps of mario kart mate and he stuck this fucking oasis album on mate and i've never looked back that's, that's good that mean that's that's uh, the thing is with Blur, right? You can't be embarrassed to like Blur. They they that to me, Blur are like a like wine. They got a better of age, you know. They're I mean, Think Tank, Magic Whip, and the Ballad of Darren, brilliant. But the rest of the the rest of Blur, I'm not a fan of at all. Part Life and Modern Life is rubbish. Is if, if I'm being honest with you, you know, take them two songs that I mentioned. So end of a century to the end. Take them two off the Park Life album, and you can fuck the rest of it away. And then there was a couple of songs, earlier songs, the Park Life that are, are all right. But yeah, I, but then I started to fucking, I became a massive Oasis fan, then so I started to fucking hate them after that. And Joe, when that Universal song was fucking a massive hit for them, wasn't it, and stuff, and oh, that shit that is. You know what I mean? Oh, I remember the uh, Blur and uh, Oasis. Yeah, camaraderie. Country House versus... Was it what Country House versus Wonderwall? Is that, am I right in that or I might be? Something like that. Yeah, Fuck Blue have won every time. Yeah, Blue. Yeah. Reviews, yeah, fucking rubbish. Because Blue are for the rich and Oasis for the poor. That's right, mate. That's you know, <laughs> that's fucking. <laughs> that's it. You know, Blue Blue with for the fucking Southern Nancy boys, and yep. fucking Oasis were the fucking working class heroes, weren't they? At the time. Yeah. 
Yeah, yeah, that's it. That's it. But again, same with the Pistols, same with fucking like bands like Madness and you know the Selector and fucking you know all the bands. So it's working class people like working class bands and people that love them. So yeah. But so my album that I bought, all right, strange one, but makes sense to my kind of music. Um, one of the greatest albums ever made was Green Day's t- uh, Smooth That. What is it? Smooth That Slappy Hours. 2000, what is it, 2000, what is it, 2006 to Smooth That Sloppy Hours, something like that. Yeah, that was my first. Was that before Dookie? Yeah, that was the first album. Was it? Uh, yep, yeah, and then also, again, it was in the uh, Allerton Market Hall. Yeah. They used to have it, not Allerton, it was a uh, Derby Market Hall. They used to have a, over the road they had like a belt shop where they sold massive rocker belts and rocker leather jackets and trousers and shit. And then over the road from that, there was this record shop. I used to buy three albums for Fiverr. Uh, I didn't know what music was or anything, so it was the first time I bought it. So I bought the Green Day album, one of the best albums out there. But Green Day turned to shit. Uh, then I bought Cheshire Cat Blink-182. Fucking amazing. Again, this is all before Skate Punk came out. This is all before... Oh, my bloody hell. I must have been... 14, maybe, maybe 13. Um, oh God, let me think. 1994, um, I think, what was it? So, 1982. 39 smooth that slappy hours, was it? It's 39 or 69 or something, 39, it could be one of them. Uh, I'm, I'm sure it's like 1992. I was about 11 or 12, I was quite young. Um, yeah, mate, I was into it. So I told you, as soon as I heard bodies from the Sex Pistols, I was obsessed. I was hyper focused on listening to new bands, and uh, I went down the the whole uh, No Effects road and Rancid and fucking all of the the like. That's like proper fucking. That's proper hardcore stuff in that Rancid stuff, and ain't it? Like fat records, yeah, yeah, I'm into fat record. Like it's all the fat record stuff. I mean, again, I was into my skate punk. So I mean, it was it started off all punk, but then obviously I had like bands like Blink Blink Two coming out, and then like I to me Blink Blink Two were the pioneers of punk rock and skate rock. Uh, well, not punk rock, sorry, like ska punk, skate punk, whatever you want to call it. And then it was just band after band just flew out, and it. it was just. But again, it was odd. I mean, you had like bands like The Offspring that came out, and like I remember seeing Offspring at Rock City. Uh, bands like fucking No Effects now I've been back but back in the day they were having band gigs with about two, three hundred people in and then now they're having gigs with nearly a hundred fucking thousand people in they're fucking so, because you know it, they just paved the way I mean I saw a Japanese band called High Standards right and they just, they just come from Japan and they had I think there was only ten people turned up to the gig and they've been travelling all over the UK and Europe and stuff and there was only ten people when I went there and then now you go and watch High Standard. They're fucking one of the biggest bands in Japan. It's insane. I bet you that gig that you went to with, when there was 10, I bet their performance was A1. was fucking outstanding. Still. They're still good. Yeah, they're brilliant. You know? I mean, punk bands just aren't shit. Yeah. I mean, in my opinion. I mean, you go and watch a live punk band, they're shit anyway. So, you know, they shit and they sound shit and then when they play live and have an album, they shit, but... The music's just—it's just brilliant. I mean, it's—it's it's usually actually the albums. Uh, seeing them live is a lot better than the albums, but um, but yeah, there's loads of good bands. I mean, at the minute, I'm into uh, Tim Armstrong, who's in Rancid, uh, and he's 
does like a lot of blues, kind of country, western, core, punk, fucking weird, weird music. But it's just music that I'm, maybe it's my age and I'm getting older and I'm listening to. You, you can send me over a couple of tracks or whatever, and I'll, or an album or whatever, and then I'll vice versa to you. And then we'll, uh, on the next episode or on a future episode, we'll, we'll go over it and we'll tell each other what we think. You know what I mean? And this is what we're here for. We're here to be honest. And well, you probably just sit there and say, oh, mate, like, what the fuck is this shit? <laughs> but the thing is, this is, <clears throat> this is, this is why, you know, when we spoke about doing this podcast, this is why, you know, I pitched it to you because you, you know, people listening to this podcast will say, you know, I, I like the punk side of things but I've never heard of them so I'm going to go and find them where I've always been I wouldn't say afraid of of venturing into new bands because there is quite a few bands that I've gone and seen I've took the missus to go and see that nobody's heard of just yet but you know when I got into to Nirvana like I say you know Nirvana introduced me to I will say in inverted commas guitar music you know and that led to going downtown, buying REM, buying Blur, then going around my mate's ass and listening to Oasis. And then that's when, you know, I heard that Oasis album. Then after that came the Stone Roses. After that came the Beatles, the Rolling Stones, Ocean Colour Scene, the Verve, the Who, the Jam, the Kinks, you know, Joy Division, where, you know, me and you can... You missed, you missed out the Smiths. Yeah, the Smiths. The Smiths are there, mate. Oh, yeah. I love the Smiths. Absolutely. I like the Absolutely, mate. And, but, you know, this is why I think, you know, doing this podcast with you and then hopefully getting some other guests on along the way who might have a totally different, you know, love for music than, than your punk, your scar scene to my, you know, indie 80s. Northern, you know what I mean? And... But I like the way that you are more than happy to go and watch a band that somebody might say, oh, there's only going to be 20 people there, but they're really good. I'd turn around and say, are they really that good? I'd probably avoid that gig. You know what I mean? Which is bad. No, the, the thing is, no it's not bad. Because you've got to treat music like a diet, right? Diet, everybody diets differently. Every single person, you could probably eat a diet where you go, you can't have sugar, you can't have bread, you can have that, but you can have that, you can have that. Every single body, if you go to a nutritionist, every single body, there's hardly any people that are exactly the same. Yeah. So some things make you fat, some things make you fucking, can make you miserable, some things can make you fucking skinny and give you energy. So it's fucking, that's what music is, isn't it? It's, it's yeah, a yeah. diet. Everybody's different. Everybody's completely different. I mean, I could sit there and tell you that Joshua Tree is probably the greatest album ever made in all time, ever, 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 ever. And you'd be lying. <laughs> but there you go, exactly. Because, But to me, that is probably the greatest album of all time. Yeah. Because every, <laughs> every single song was fucking perfect. There was nothing wrong with any song. It, 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 I've never, it's so, I think there's only like one or two albums that I've ever listened to where I've actually gone, Every single song is brilliant. Your Joshua Tree is that I mean, with with all that that is that on the album? Yeah, yeah. So that yeah. So I'm just I just want to make sure I've got the right album in my mind because I do. You try. You seriously think about it, right? Right now. Go on. Name one out. Al- name two albums. Right, okay. That you like every single song. Not like oh that one's all right. 
Yeah. Wait, wait, you actually think these songs, every single one's perfect? Right, I'll, I've definitely got one in my mind. That's Stone Roses by the Stone okay, Roses. The first one, the, the original album. Uh, Stone Roses, fucking. And you, and you liked every single song. Ev- like every that. single song. And probably. Bit, I'm going to go a bit fucking left field, but Ocean Colour Scene, Mosley Shoals. There you go. And I've and you done that every single fucking yeah. song on there. And I've done that. Spot on. I've done that without even thinking about definitely maybe because I didn't want to be the fucking obvious one. Do you know what I mean? So, but yeah. I, but it, there's not one song that you think was all right. I mean, like, like a, you, if if you could make into an, a gold fucking album, yeah. And you, or, or, no, no, so let's put it this way: you've got aliens, right, taking over the earth, <laughs> right. and they've t- they're fucking sitting there going, "You've got to give me fucking one." Fucking album, well, you're all dead, and you've got to think of the perfect album. You know what would? There you go. What would it be? I'm going to give you another one, and you might agree. You might agree because I'm not sure if you like them or not. Fat of the Land by the Prodigy. Oh, I don't know. I don't think aliens would like that. <laughs> I'd be fucking raving. <laughs> I'm sure aliens have been to fucking some of the Prodigy raves. They, they, they were good life. They, they were good fun life. Really fucking good. Honestly, mate, um, 2006, I think it was, uh, Oasis with Slane Castle in County Mead, near Dublin, in Ireland, and it was just a one-day festival, uh, about 100,000 people there, and the lineup was uh, a, a Scottish band called Glas Vegas, which oh great band, yeah, which were good, um, and then. The second band of the day was very early Clubfoot Kasabian. So they were good because they were just starting out. And then it was the fucking Prodigy and then Oasis. Mate, the Prodigy, I mean, I love Oasis, but the Prodigy, mate, at Slane Castle, mate, were fucking outstanding. And I loved every fucking minute of that set, mate. I thought they were brilliant, honestly. And, you know, I've always liked The Prodigy. You know, I owned... Were you, were you on drugs, be honest? <laughs> I, I can't be honest. <laughs> of course I fucking was. <laughs> <laughs> but, you know... The Prodigy, they don't sound right if yeah, you're not on drugs. But, it doesn't sound right. It's... But to be fair, you know, I didn't... Because I, I owned the music for the Jilted Generation album, which had their law on and voodoo people and stuff like that. And then I obviously went and bought Fat of the Land, which I absolutely loved. But, you know, and, but they weren't a band that I'd say, I want to go see them live. It was just a, a bonus that they were there supporting Oasis. But they fucking, they smashed it out of the park, mate. Do you know what I mean? And it was, honestly, mate, one of the best fucking gigs I've ever been to. You know what I mean? And, yeah, so, yeah, if, I'm, if the aliens are coming, mate, they're having some Fat of the Land. <laughs> <laughs> now, my this is going to fucking completely throw people off now. What? Now, if I was going to give, it's going to be aliens, it's, it's going to be fucking boy zone, isn't it? Oh no, no, no! Is this, you probably don't even heard of it. But if I was ever, ever going to give aliens an album which would define humans, define who we are, define our histories, put who we are, and make us into something. It would be, right? You want Billy Holiday, 1952. Right, okay. Nah, it's, it's, I think the album's called Billy Holiday Sings, but I'm, don't quote me on that one. Right. Um, and it is about fucking, it's. About life? Mate, it's about love, life, heartache, 
fucking everything in one and Billy Holiday my nan used to play me Billy Holiday yeah, and yeah. she was out and she loved him and like stuck my nan my nan obviously even back in the war she listened to like Vera Lynn as well and all those kind of bands and well bands kind of bands but those kind of singers <laughs> yeah, and yeah, stuff yeah, yeah. so I, again I was kind of grew up on like really old music as well I used to love listening to old music yeah um, I remember going to the baseball ground at Derby to watch Vera Lynn with my granddad. Jesus wept you know yeah yeah so like, I remember I, I watched fucking Vera Lynn do you know what I mean it's like so stuff like that I mean I, that's the shit I was raised upon but again it's music that's Community. I mean, Billie Holiday was again. She was she was in the black community, and she she went through a lot of shit growing up. And but you know, she played these small bars, and she's had like fucking. But she's one of the greatest singers of all time. And weirdly, there's not even a fucking film out on her or anything like that. Even though like the Sex Sex Pistols probably got three films on. I've definitely um, I've definitely fucking heard of Billie Billie Holiday. Um, yeah, do I know? If you say he. <laughs> no, don't be silly. Um, but fucking, I've not, you know, if I, if I heard one of the songs, I'd probably recognise it, but I'm not going to turn around and say, oh yeah, I know this song, that song. I definitely know who she is. Um, yeah, a lot of people don't know who she is. Um, but she was just, just beautiful. Absolutely beautiful music. And that's what music's about. I mean, it's like bands like The Fucking Cure. I mean, everyone knows the popular hits, but all the stuff on the app, like the side parts of The Cure are that music that touches you in the heart, that, you know, lifts your spirits up. And But it's those bands. So again, it's, I love it that it's part of a community. I love music and bands that are part of the community, but I also like a band that's going to touch me in a way where it's going to be like, that's, when I'm sad, like I I love a band called the Bats and Souls, right? The only reason I'm going to Slam Dunk this year is for the Bats and Souls. And uh, they're not famous. They're a small band from New Jersey. Well, they're not small anymore, again, because at the minute, if ska, punk and skate punk's back in fashion, everyone's back in the vans and the, the, the baggy jeans and it's become a massive fashion. And, they, they, you know, they're quite big at the moment. But like the Bats and Souls, uh, I could tell you now that I was the lowest of the lowest. And I bet you anybody who's listening to this podcast right now has been that low that a song has lifted them up and got them out of a funk that they're in. Oh, gotcha. And yeah, and the Bats and Souls and Billy Holiday and bands like that and The Cure, especially The Cure, they've helped me so much. Get me out of these funks and get me into fucking dancing around and, you know, lives more to it. I mean, I don't want to sit there and go, oh, I'm going to kill myself now. Oh, great, because I'm not going to be able to listen to The Cure anymore. So fucking thanks, Cure. You know? <laughs> but that's that's... That's what music's all about, Liam. That's that's why I've got, you know, that's why I wanted to do something like this because I, I have, you know, some people might say, oh, you just got a one-track thing, but people don't know, like I said earlier, about how much love for the 80s I've got, how much love for the Northern Soul and the Motown that I've got. But, you know, like, music in Reach Out and Grab You and Suck You In, you know, in so many ways, you know, music's there when you're fucking happy. Music's there when you're sad, you know, and like you said, I'll mention, you know, my granddad passed away about 18 months ago, and for whatever reason, uh, have you heard of the band called The Laydoms? Yeah, they released a, a, yeah, they released a, an album around the same time, and there was a song on that album called Struggle, and it just, res- it just resonated with me, do you know what I mean? And it was, like it was almost as if that they knew what I was going through, and then they had to give me this song. 
to listen to. And that's fucking music, my friend. That's you, a good band. Do you understand what I mean by that? Do you, do you, yeah, yeah. And it was just like so. I mean, and obviously, you know, at the end of every year, you get your fucking most played on Spotify, don't you? And struggle by the Latham's was my number one. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. So, no, it's, it's fantastic. <clears throat> I mean, it's a, I tell you what, I'm, again, I'm not blowing smoke at the Blue Collars Arts because I don't want to keep, I don't want to do that because they let us use the music. Um, I'm actually fucking a big fan of the Blue Collars. And one of my exes che- cheated on me. And the Blue Collars released a song, Cheater. I tell you what, I was upset, I was pissed off, I was mardy, I was like, why should fucking. And I listened to Cheater, and then I was like, I tell you what, fuck that bitch. <laughs> do you know what I mean? And, 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 and it got me out of it and got me out of the fuck. So, you know. And they're the kind of bands that people listen to who... Johnny Cash, a massive fucking guy that I fucking love, and he's got... He talks about... He, sing, he sings about shit that, you you know, you can resonate with. But the same... But, I mean, there's... I mean, Bruce Springsteen and the E Street Band. There's some of their songs. Everyone, they're all happy in that. But really, if you listen to... It's the same as a cure. If you're listening to these bands, like Bruce Springsteen, like everyone singing, Born in the USA. They're singing it like, Yeah, we're born in the USA. We're fucking awesome. No! He's slagging off the USA about how shit you fucking treated the troops and how shit correct. you Correct, absolutely but correct. Fucking, but it's, you know, so people listen to music in different ways and whatnot. And, you know, some of the guys were like, I mean, born in the USA, they, that he's basically saying I'm embarrassed to be born in the fucking USA. Do you know what I mean? It's uh, you're, you're fucking bang on, mate. You're bang on. And um, you know what? We'll, we'll, we'll end this episode on that, mate. You know, we've, we've talked about our history um we've talked about how music can you know reach out and you know grab people suck people in and that's that's why we're here and myself and liam are really hoping that this podcast you know we're not here you know to become fucking famous we're not here to you know oh look at us we're fucking great we're, we're here to talk about music we're here to talk about bands we're here to talk about yeah exactly mate and we're here to you know talk about the gigs we've been to we're talking about the gigs we've been to in the past so you know i'd like to you know liam you know first of all mate thank you mate for you know agreeing to come and do this with me mate i really appreciate it and i hope you get as much enjoyment out of it as as i will over there mate i can sit down yeah are you sure i'm a fucking jurassic bonnie stick a battery up my ass and i'll be talking about music all day mate yeah. I can sit and rabbit it on about music and I can I told you I'm a music snob I told Good you I, I warned you I'm a, I am a music snob but my my tastes I can tell you now 90% of the fucking people I know think my music's absolute dog shit yeah but that, but that's, I don't, I don't that's you fuck that's you I brother I don't give a flying fucking fuck what people think about me and my music and my taste and my opinions it's my opinion and my opinion's probably 99% wrong to every, everyone else but so is everyone else's. Yeah. So, you know, and that's why I agreed to do this podcast because, again, I could talk shit and I'll fucking tell people exactly how it is. And I, I love music. And, mate, do you know what, mate? There's, it, it's about time because, you know, you can listen to podcasts, whether it's about music, whether it's about films, true crime. And all it is is most of the time people smoke, blowing smoke up other people's asses, mate. So, you know, we're going to. I am a Parker, Parker monkey. Liam's a fucking punk. We're going to come at you. You know, we're going to try and get an episode out once a week if we can. You know, if time allows. And we're going to be honest. We're going to talk about bands that we love. We're going to talk about bands that are shite, like Muse. And, you know, and hopefully we're going to get some guests 
joining us along the way. For, did you just say news for shit? Fucking hundred percent shit. Can't stand them. <laughs> They're fucking awful, aren't they? Yes, they are fucking. Oh, I don't. I don't get it. <laughs> I don't get it. I don't get it, mate. I don't get it. And we need everyone's like. I, Everyone sells me off. I mean, I tell you what, is another one. Queen. I don't get it. I don't get it. I don't get Queen. I don't get Muse. I don't get it. I don't understand. And we're like, uh, oh, mate, they're brilliant. No, I don't get it. All, all they are for me. And you know, people say, yeah, you like fucking hello, but they're just a fucking a shit Radiohead. That's what. Uh, yeah, radio, radio had a fucking banging. Yeah, M- mean, Muse are just. I, I, th- I don't even. What's the? I don't even know the lead singer's name, and he just wants to be Tom I, York. I don't even know any songs. I, so I just, I just don't get it. I don't get it. So yeah, but we'll have to. We'll, we'll have a fucking Muse smashing fucking episode, brother. But that's say yeah. Uh, we've, we've got to put like a blue warning on that. That's <laughs> all the language that's going to be said. <laughs> Well, um, just fucking, yeah. But no, no, no. Thanks for having me on the podcast. Thanks for you know doing it with me, and you know it's going to be good. And like Brendan said to everybody who's listening, this is going to be our opinions on music, what we like, bit of a nostalgia thing where we're going to tell stories about our gigs, all the drug abuse and <laughs> fucking, fucking oh, everything that we, you know, that we've that we've been through. I mean, we, yeah. we're in the forties now, you know, and you know we're still listening to music, and we, we you know we've lived a fucking life. I'm, I should be a seventy-year-old. I've lived the life of a seventy-year-old. Do you know what I mean? I've yeah. fucking, I've sat down and drank cider with all the punks over at fucking Camden Market, and the next day gone over to fucking Birmingham City Centre and got fucking absolutely shit-faced, took loads of ecstasy, and then gone and watched another band. Oh yeah, you know what I mean? I've, <laughs> yeah, yeah, mate. Fucking, you know, we've, I've been there. Brendan's been there, and you know, hopefully people will enjoy his stories. Um, hopefully, my mum was not listening to this. Snap. And, <laughs> <laughs> but yeah that, just yeah just going on by what Liam says just you know come and come and join us on this journey if it's if if it's what you want to do we're going to be here we're going to be talking shit we're hopefully going to be getting some uh, special guests on um we're going to be once we're a little bit more established we're going to be trying to invite local singers and bands on Liam to try and get their name out there a bit in I've Derby. I've got a few bands and local guys, yeah. yeah. And they're going to be playing in... Uh, I mean, thanks to the Blue Collars for letting them use their music. Uh, we are going to have some local bands playing in the background as well. Uh, some bands like the Atoms that are from Derby, who are a fantastic punk band. And my friend Jamie over the road. Uh, and then we've got other, another Jamie Fasalulu. I'm going to get some of his music playing. So we're going to get some local bands from Derby playing. Fantastic. Not playing, put some music on. And so, yeah, we're going to try and push it. Um, try and help some local bands get out there. Try and make, make people aware of some gigs that are coming up. Yeah. Uh, and all sorts of stuff. It's going to be all sorts. So, yeah, we're going to talk music. We're going to offend you. We are going to offend somebody. Uh, so just be offended mate yeah we're, we're like you said mate we're a community and we're we're out here to to help you know if anybody's listening to this on uh, their streaming platform of choice you know if you want to come on and have a chat with us you know if you want to come talk to two divs then just give us a shout and you're more than welcome yeah uh so yeah liam that's me for for episode one Thanks again, mate, for joining me. I really appreciate it, brother. And I uh, will see you soon, pal. Nice one. Thank you, everybody, for listening. And thanks, Brandon. And, yeah, speak to you on the next episode, mate. Take care. Comb your hair. <laughs> <laughs>